Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, Scott Ritchie. Brad Underwood's new 10-man rotation. Is this going to be a permanent thing? Based on the majority of the season, I would say not. I think the, the same seven that have played the majority of the minutes will continue to get the majority of the minutes. But I think Amani Hansberry, Nico Moretti, perhaps those young guys showed something to Brad Underwood in the win against Iowa that he'll be inclined to give them another shot. All right, we'll talk rotations, we'll talk schedules, we'll talk uh, Purdue coming to town not so far away in this week's podcast, Inside Illini Basketball. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Scott Ritchie. All right, let's start the day off on a good note. It's bright and sunny. It's 70 degrees. I'm in a good mood. And uh, I'll even say nice things about you all podcast. I'm stunned. Yep. But it is a beautiful day. It's Scott Ritchie Day on the, the podcast, Inside Illini Basketball. I'm Jim Rosso, Vice President of News. Um, covered Illinois when they advanced deep into the NCAA tournament. Do you remember that, Scott Ritchie? Yeah, I I'd was. Tell you every Monday. It was like when eighth grade, freshman high school. Which eighth like grade? Which year? <laughs> just, just the one. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, that was. Um, hasn't just hasn't been a lot of tournament success since then. I All right, I'm. I tell you this each week again. I'm fully convinced this is the year it happens. I mean, it could be. I like it. It really, truly could be. Um, I think that was also said though about the Iowa and Kofi season when they had the number one seed in the tournament, and that obviously uh, Why ended, you bring that up? ended poorly. Well, I'm just saying, it's like people have felt this way about Illinois basketball before. Um, not not super frequently since the making the title game in 05, but like that team probably should have gone farther. Move on. This team could. Thank you. They have the offense to, to do it. They're going to score a lot of points. And... You know, I, I think the hope is now that they just score more than the other team because that, that's the way things have been going. I love watching offensive college basketball. I will tell you that. So this is much appreciated, Coach Underwood. Yeah, well, and nationally, scoring is up. Offensive efficiency is up just like across the board. Like There are the outliers. Of course, Virginia is going to Virginia. Mm. But it's, well, it's, you know, it's the trickle-down effect from the NBA. It's like it happens sort of in every facet of the game, and now 
Um, slowly, much slower than college basketball, but the points are coming. All right, good game. Fun game on Saturday. I missed it. Got to listen to the um, the highlights and such. I was down in Kentucky, Scott Ritchie, where uh, may, maybe our podcast listeners will appreciate this. The sour mood Big Blue Nation is in. That's you think a, Illinois I think fans being, grumble? I think being generous. You think, sour. Yeah, Illinois fans have, have nothing on how mad Kentucky. And this was after beating Alabama by many points and scoring a whole bunch of points. You scored 117. What's up with it? I listened to the Coach Cal postgame show, and it was interesting. Let's put it that way. Well, I mean, Kentucky's 19-8 and eight this year. Going to make the tournament, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, they'll be in the tournament, but. It um, doesn't cut it. No, it really doesn't because they haven't, again, made that long tourney run in some time. Mm-hmm. And, like, the the more recent memories are losing to St. Peter's. Both those Illinois assistants still there? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Former Tima, Illinois Jim assistants. All right. Doing um, all right? Ha- happy they made that move? Because there was some consternation when they did, if I remember, on this end. Well, yeah, it's because they – they left. I don't know that any player or coach has the support of the fan base when they, they leave Illinois. Um, but it's Kentucky. Seemed to do all right. Underwood did with replacements. Yeah, I mean, they got Chester Frazier. Brought him back. Baller. Could, I could stand to maybe throw him out there on defense occasionally. Mm-hmm. Make it a stop. He keeps um, posting his defensive wizardry on Instagram. I we posted one this morning. Um, this wasn't defense, but it was a hustle play. Another thing they brought Underwood values, and it was Chester chasing down a loose ball, jumping over mm-hmm. the Illinois bench. That looked like uh, the tournament in Texas, if I remember. It's a very small gym. Yeah, I think so. Um, is that like South Padre, maybe? Yeah. Um, but Chester still has those ups. Um, if you were watching Saturday. Um, uh, during a timeout, he you know, ran out to midcourt essentially, and you know got some serious air, celebrating a little, little chest bump action. So I think Chester still got it, and Illinois could stand to hmm. defend like he did. Where are we going? Oh, Illinois Antigua, Chin Coleman, like they're fine at, t- at Kentucky. It's Kentucky, but Kentucky's not playing at the level fans expect. Okay. All right, Insider Line on Basketball, uh, we will uh, touch on what's coming down the road. We had Richie kind of look into what could be a most anticipated game uh, with Purdue coming to town next week. Still could be. Need a Purdue slip-up here. Maybe that happens over the weekend against Michigan State. And if so, that would uh, render that next week game here at State Farm Center huge. Yeah. I mean, be big anyway. It'll, yeah, it'll be big anyway because, like, literally, Zach Eady's coming to town. He's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if the Big Ten title is off the table, I mean, Illinois-Purdue has become a pretty good uh, – I'm tentative to say rivalry because I don't think Purdue sees it that way. Really? Like, they have one rival. It's Indiana. Okay. Like, that's that's a, that's Illinois' kind of thing right now is they don't have, like, at least – a, re- a rival that reciprocates it, I don't think. What about Iowa? There's a lot of dislike there, but like, I don't know that. Who's Iowa more concerned about? I don't know if there's a team out there. 
Iowa State. No, that's, that doesn't count. Yeah, that's kind Come of that's their thing though. Um, the Cyhawk or whatever. But big game nonetheless. And Illinois is just hoping, I guess, that Mission State takes care of business on the road. Can't take okay. can't take care of business at home, so I think it's gonna be tricky for the Spartans. Or you know, if Illinois even if Michigan State loses Purdue, Illinois, if they get the win, then they're hoping Wisconsin can go into Mackey on that last day of the season and and get a win. Of course, Illinois would have to win at Iowa. Yeah, both front runners, the top two teams, Illinois and Purdue, have a kind of a tough final stretch here. Four games for Illinois, uh, three for Purdue. Yeah, but that's good. I, I like kind of I do like it. It's, you know, you put some good okay. games at the end of the season, leading into the tournament, and games that could have meaning as far as a, you know a championship goes. I mean, it's a long shot for Illinois to be there, but Purdue has taken some L's. They might Pod, take another. Podcast listener weighed in with uh, with trying to help you come up with those most anticipated games of all time. Went into the archives. Yeah, so he went pretty deep yeah. for this one well before I was born, but we're talking about you know big games at the end of the year. This was a huge game at the beginning of the season. Um, Stephen Kimmel, an Evanston native currently, um, emailed it with the 1964 season opener against UCLA. I mean, not just any old UCLA team. Um, a team that went 30-0 and and started the, the run of nine NCAA championships in 10 years. Coming in town. And Illinois had you know, a really good team at that point as well. Um, and they broke the winning streak. Illinois won 110-83. Okay. Huge game. Excellent. I don't obviously don't remember it, but... There are, I think some of our listeners and our readers would. All right, it's going to be a great game uh, regardless. Uh, next to th- This Wednesday's game, I can't get too fired up about it, you know, unless Dave Winfield is showing up, uh, Kevin McHale, those guys. I don't think Tristan there's – Thompson. I don't think they're shooting up. Okay, so I'm not – who, who are I, Last time I cared about Minnesota basketball, I, I can't even remember. Back when Illinois and uh, Frank Williams took him to the hole to win a Big Ten title. Maybe that was, that was it. Moment. Um, okay. Yeah, and yeah, this Minnesota team, seventeen and ten, eight and eight in the Big Ten. Uh, just it's notable because it's so much better than they were in the first two seasons under Ben Johnson. Like, okay, he was coaching for his job this year, and he saved it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like they were so bad his first two seasons, and he hit both in. High school recruiting and in the transfer portal this year. Um, did I see an Iowa guy from Valpo? Yeah. Right, speaking of transfer portal, okay, just he was the Missouri Valley Conference Player of the Year last right. year. Don't mess with Valpo, is what I'm saying. Go ahead, continue. I, I, mean, about, I think I think you can about the go- about the Gophers. <laughs> like no <laughs> no offense to Roger Powell at all, but there's a there's a reason Ben. Crickey left Valpo to go to Iowa because yeah. the team was not going to be very good. Whatever. Maybe Roger can build it. We'll see. Whatever. But Minnesota uh, got a a transfer point guard from Howard. So jumping up several levels, but he's 
been really good. And like he leads the Big Ten in assists per game, Elijah Hawkins. So guard play was kind of their an issue last season. They they solved it in the portal with Elijah Hawkins from Howard and Mike Mitchell uh, from Pepperdine. Whatever. Not exactly huge names, but they, yeah. they've been good. And then on the high school front, Cam Christie, News Gazette, News Gazette All-Stater out of Rolling Meadows, younger brother of Doing all right? Second best freshman in the league. Hmm. Okay. Really don't pay attention to the Gophers. I've told you this. Yeah. And then Dawson Garcia is their best player. Heard of him. Yeah. So, like, they're they're better than they were. They've come close to – the thing is, like, they haven't beaten the, the top tier teams in the league, really. Um, they got ones again, the Michigan, Maryland, Penn State. I mean, Northwestern. There's Almost one. beat Purdue the other day in Purdue. And that's the thing. Like, they went into Mackey and – I don't want, did they have Purdue on the ropes? Not quite, but, like – they had a lead deep, in, pretty deep into that game. So I think that's I don't know, just something to be aware of. Okay. Because there's this huge stretch coming up. Wisconsin, Purdue, Iowa, right. back to back to back. Yeah. Can't just be like, well, it's Minnesota, we'll be fine. And then you lose a home game. It's like, what are we doing here? Right. I'm more interested in the Wisconsin game on Saturday. The Badgers have kind of disappointed lately. That's, that's a W, too. All right. I mean, I think it should be. Yeah, it is. Because um, I don't, I mean, maybe Wisconsin was just playing above their heads for a while when mm-hmm. they got into the top six in the AP poll. I don't think I ever had them that high, hope. But um, they've only won two of their last, was that, seven games? It's not great. All right. Scott Ritchie, award-winning basketball beat writer. See, that's nice. Um, it is. Every day, IlliniHQ.com. Check out at 6 a.m. Good morning, Illini Nation. He Tomorrow, we'll break down the AP Top 25 ballot, which comes out at noon today. Illinois should be around 12 still, uh, even though uh, letting one slip away at Penn State. Everybody, yeah. once again, lost. This yeah, happens every week. For the most part, yeah, yeah. There was just... And it was like all the teams sort of around Illinois, like in the teens. Okay. Like, for the most part, took a loss. Um, so that helps, like, and that's there've been double-digit losses by ranked teams almost. I feel like almost every week of the season. Um, I don't even want to talk about the Penn State game. I know we haven't we have to touch on it a little bit, but just the the weirdest finish I can remember of any Illinois game ever. Yeah, and like the, the common theme from Brad Underwood, you know, from the players was like they they literally did everything they could do in the final mm-hmm. two minutes wrong. Like, if they could do it wrong, they did do it wrong. Yep. And that's, you know, concerning. It's like, because they've had these, you know, late game execution struggles. You know, sometimes they've won, sometimes they've lost. Um, but I can't recall another, like, final 35 seconds of a game where it's like this team just collapsed. Yep, good uh, Good news is they did it at a time where it doesn't really kill them, you know, that uh, they now know not to do that again. So when tournament play comes rolling around, they can avoid that. Would yeah, that's good. something like Luke yeah. Goody said about that? last week. It was like, you know, it happened in February. Mm-hmm. And like, it's not great, but it wasn't March. 
All right, the kids stormed the court there. Uh, Saturday, they stormed the court at Wake Forest, knocked down a Duke dude, sprained his ankle, or stubbed his toe or something, right? Hurt his yeah. piggy. It's a lower body injury. Okay. I think right. it's a sprained ankle. Brought it into the national conscience, though, uh, that it happened to Duke. Yeah. Question to you, Illinois fans beat Purdue and charged the court. I mean, that's... Maybe. I don't think I don't think they should. Oh come on, Scott Ritchie! Not just because hey, like I'm against not because I'm against court storming. I'm okay. just like, let's read the room a little bit. Like if Illinois was unranked and they beat Purdue, like if Purdue was number one, Illinois. I'm saying maybe if there's a Big Ten title at stake at that point. Yeah, yeah. Ed Bond says yes, but they, would, they can't win it. On on what is that? Whatever day that will be. Right, middle of the week. Like, they won't win the Big Ten title with that game. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's not going to happen is what you're telling me, regardless. I just, I'm just, i saying, like, just show it maybe a little, a modicum of restraint. Like, you don't have to storm the court for every win. Like, now, Purdue's been stormed against multiple times this year. Uh, Matt Painter. Ohio well, State stormed him, right? Yeah, Nebraska yep. stormed him. Uh, I think Northwestern stormed him. So... You know, Matt Painter will be less than thrilled if it happens again because he's okay. not really about this. But I saw a lot of different reactions on Twitter to the, the Wake Forest Duke storming. Um, a lot of people that were wrong or they were just like, it was that it was Kyle Filipowski's fault that he got hurt. It was like, why can't he get off the court sooner? It's <laughs> like, well, if you were watching the game, you will notice that there was still time on the clock when they were players like at the free throw line they're not players they're fans at the free throw line coming out of the one of the ends it's like yeah the game was over like duke wasn't going to get up a shot but like what the wake forest game day personnel bungled that about as Mm. much as they could that arena having been there uh for an illinois ncaa tournament game is meant for uh storming the court though easy access no super easy nothing to jump over you're just going yeah i was there it might have been Brad Underwood's first year okay. ACC, Big Ten ACC game, and, and there's no reason neither team was mm-hmm. very good at that point, so no one was going to be storming. But I could see how, again, before the game was over, there there were fans on the court because there's no resistance. Right. Like that's that's the issue there. Like until the NCAA makes this, and they've got other problems to deal with but like until there's like if you storm the court the team you support forfeits that game like it's gonna happen so i think schools just have to have better i have to know like okay this could happen in this game we have to be prepared and wake forest was clearly not prepared all right there were uh illinois kind of stormed the court on and on saturday and that so many players played basically was a court storming with guys in uniform is that uh a strategy that will be used throughout from now on. I don't know. And I'm not sure it will be. I don't think it will be to that extent because 10 guys played. Um, I think Luke Goody might have been the gotten the least amount of time of that group in, with 10 minutes, but double-digit minutes for everybody. Probably not going to be the case moving forward. 
unless the starters tick off Brad Underwood again mm-hmm. the way they did. Uh, but I think Amani Hansberry might be in line for some more minutes. I think Illinois has gone this far without a point guard, but I feel like having one's like an okay thing. Nico Moretti perhaps could get some more minutes. Like he did some good things and he defended I think better than Brad Underwood expected because that's always been his question with the rather slight redshirt freshman guard. But I mean, there's a reason Brad Underwood's basically run with like a seven man rotation the whole year and really six, like when Terrence Shannon Jr. was suspended. Um, that's because those are the guys that I'm supposed to trust the most. And I am in the camp of like play your best players as much as you as you want. But there have been times when like Illinois needed someone to handle the ball and handle pressure and initiate some offense, even if they don't really have an offense. But just to kind of direct things, and maybe that's Nico Moretti, and maybe Imani Hansberry gives them some physicality that Brad Underwood seems to be wanting and desperately wanting. So we'll see. But I, I imagine that the same seven are going to play a bunch of matches. Okay. I uh, gained access to the audio uh, of uh, Brad Underwood and Coleman Hawkins. The difficult conversation. The get had. the get real. The, yeah. Uh, Went something like this. Coleman, if I ever see you on social media again, you'll never play. <laughs> uh, well, Coleman said he you know, deleted some apps, got off social media. Brad Underwood, when he heard that, was uh, less than convinced that it had happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we'll see. But I mean, Coleman certainly had the type of bounce back needed because he – well, you know, it was a social media darling, unless you're a Maryland fan, you know, mm-hmm. after that, that game. And then played the worst game of the, of the season, his worst game of the season at Penn State. Um, then he comes back and scores a career high, puts up 30 points, five steals, five assists, five turnovers again, but four in the first half, just one in the second. So he kind of figured things yeah. out. Um, and again, like Coleman Hawkins – I've never seen an Illinois player run the gamut of people love him, people hate him, like Coleman Hawkins. And that, that's like inside the Illinois fan base. But he's pretty important to any success they're going to have this this year. I don't know how many apps you want to delete. I mean, this is uh, for a college player in today's world. It's it's about making money. It's about building a brand. It is. It's got to be careful of what you take out on social media. And, you know. 20-somethings, I think. Basketball players should not learn that mm-hmm. all the time. Ed Bond is on TikTok all the time. I'm saying, Ed, you can't do that. <laughs> and maybe you know, discretion is the, the <laughs> better part of valor sometimes. <laughs> all right, your power poll this week. Uh, fire away. Okay. Um, I mean, coming in hot at number three, we're going to go 100% recency bias. Mm-hmm. It's Nico Moretti. I love it. First time uh, first time power poller, I do believe. Ever. Yeah. Because he just hasn't really played. Okay. Um, uh, number two, even though he it was not as productive or efficient 
against Iowa as he had been for a couple weeks where he was just uber productive. It's Terry Shan Jr. Uh, and then number one, probably a little more recency bias here, but Coleman Hawkins. Like Again, like if Illinois is going to make a run in the NCAA tournament, Terrence Shannon is going to be a big part of that. Marcus Damask is going to have to be a big part of that. But Coleman Hawkins is going to be a very big part of that as well. Mm-hmm. I'm in such a good mood today, Scott Ritchie. I'll even um, welcome some of your data if, you, uh, if you've been storing it up like a squirrel with nuts. Um, I really haven't. Okay. I doubt that. Well, I mean, I'm always looking, but I haven't just like maybe noted anything in particular that, mm-hmm. that caught my attention. One of the data that I continue to be impressed, and you got a shout out with Bob, from Bob's buzzer beaters on Saturday, was your prediction record. Which again, uh, there were murmurs, there were there was talk of of letting you go uh, as far as predicting games, not like overall, but you bounced back remarkably this season. Yeah, I like the Minnesota coach. Yeah, I'm the Whoever he is. Ben Johnson, Fred Hoiberg of okay. predicting Illinois basketball games. I good job. I saved Daddy. my job. You did this year. Um, what are you this year? I'm like how many games? Have like you four played? losses, maybe. Yeah, I I took a took a hit with the Penn State game because well everybody did. I'll and I mean Illinois was up ten with two and a half minutes right. to play. I thought that was going to be pretty good. Uh, so yeah, I think twenty three and four. Okay, and congratulations, Scott. On Saturday. I almost got the score exactly right. Pretty good. You've been close all, and that's the true test of those predictions. Kind of like Las Vegas, you've been really, really close on margin. Yeah. I had 95-90 Illinois, and it was 95-85. Although that stretch Iowa missed, kept missing easy bunnies. Like every shot they took, yeah. I blame them. Yeah, I do. I mean, I'm not going to blame myself. Lauren Tate was beside himself when he saw that Iowa was, what, a 10-point underdog, maybe? Or a nine? Nine and a half, I think. And what do you know? Ten-point game. Amazing. The the Sharps. Out What's in the Purdue line when they come here? Let's say both teams win this weekend. Um, Illinois is favored? I mean, there's not, like, an actual line. I know, but Illinois will be but favored. Based on the, let's say, the metrics, no. Really? Purdue would be about a two and a half point favorite. All right. I might on, argue with that based one. on that. Now when we get to the game day, like that could flip and we'll see how much home court advantage really, really So you're weaseling out of an of having an opinion is what you are right now because you gave me both sides. I say Illinois will be favored. I think Purdue probably right. still I'll bet you a bush light on that one. Okay. Just Can uh, that's all I really want. Do they have Bush Lighting bottles? Yeah. Do they? Okay. Get at the, not a sponsor, but get at the TI. Okay. Where it's cash only. Yeah. I found out recently. <laughs> <laughs> and to borrow, borrow a few bucks. Um, Scott Reggie, what else happened in, in the Big Ten? Ohio State going to keep their coach? Is that right? Jake Diebler? Yeah. Well, no. Like, no. Really? I. I'll be shocked if they do. Okay. Um, mostly because I feel like Ohio State feels like they need to hire a big name. Yeah. I, mean, I see one of the Miller brothers mentioned as a possibility. Sean. That does, do, that does nothing for me. I mean, he's at Xavier again. Right. Um, he's, so he's had success in the state of Ohio. Uh, but 
he's been in that that mix. Okay. Uh, I've seen Greg McDermott's name floated out there. Okay. Uh, but the Creighton coach apparently is in discussions to keep him in Omaha. There have been a lot, like a lot of once that job came open, there's been some reports of other programs looking to lock up their coaches with long-term extensions, like South Carolina with Lamont Paris. Obviously, he's got some Big Ten ties. He was an assistant at Wisconsin for a good chunk of time. Um, has done a phenomenal job in year two at South Carolina. And like, like as soon as the Ohio State job came open, it's like reports are that South Carolina is trying to give him a major extension in terms of cash. So we'll see what they do. But I like Jake Diebler has won some games, beat Purdue, you know, just won at Michigan State. Of course, they lost at Minnesota as well. Um, I just I don't see him keeping a job. Like he's okay. just, he's not could be a really good coach, not a big enough name. I don't think Illinois lose any of their assistants this year, and uh, w- when does Underwood get extended again? I think he's got sort of like that rolling like one year extension thing, um, based on results and the fact that he's just he's got another a fifth straight, in fact, twenty one season. I'm sure like they'll just tack another year onto the end of his deal, which runs through like what, twenty thirty six at this point? That can't be right. That's too many years. Oh. For it, He's just they've just been adding a year, like okay. kind of consistently. So add a couple more. I think yeah. he'd be um uh in somebody's uh sites. I think one probably always. Okay. But oh, there were Texas rumblings last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know where there were were no Texas rumblings from? Brad Underwood. Like he right. wasn't yeah, interested in that. It job. Doesn't doesn't hurt him or his his crew to have his name bandied about. No. Because it, it? <laughs> puts him in a position of power when he right. negotiates with Josh Whitman. But just from what I understand, I mean, with the Texas job in particular, he was not interested in okay. going there. That'd be a pretty sweet job. Is it, give me that. it is, Scott Ritchie. Like the, have you seen their arena? Yeah. Have you seen the town? I have, but like, not that coaches Texas, ever see the town. Yeah. Like, Texas gets tired of their coaches pretty quickly. Well, the fans everywhere are so lenient these days. <laughs> yeah, but... As I found out this weekend, and as I hear every day here in Champaign. Yeah, but, like, I mean, I mean, Rick Barnes was there for a pretty good amount of time. Yeah. We just sort of peaked as a Sweet 16-ish team. Okay. And then, like, Shaka Smart left before they could fire him. On the football side, there have been however many coaches... Since Mac Brown, like I don't know. All right, I think Brad Underwood's got a pretty good thing here. He's, one of, he's one of the highest paid coaches in the country. Sure. And back to the any assistance. Uh, I mean, I think there's always that chance. I mean, good assistants with some with some pedigree that are known as good recruiters on good teams like, like there's low and mid-major programs that I think would love to have like Chester Frazier but it's just it's sort of 
up to him whether he wants to entertain those offers or wait and get a better job down the road. All right, Scott Ritchie, looking forward to another great week. We're getting down there, getting down to tournament play. Can't believe that already, so uh, looking forward to a busy, productive March uh, riding your coattails in the pages of the News Gazette, online at newsgazette.com, and uh, in your apartment at uh, Savoy. Feel free to stop by, um, ask Scott questions at all hours. Just throw rocks at the window, and he'll uh, look out. Uh, if someone just starts throwing rocks at my window, I, the first thing I will do is call the police. <laughs> let's let's make this maybe in you know, office hours. All right, go to the Esquire, 5 o'clock on Mondays. All right, he'll buy you a beer. He promises. That I can do. All right. Thank you very much, Scott Ritchie. We'll talk to you next Monday.